0: Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. This is No Excuses with John Taffer. I'm John Taffer, best selling author, bar rescue guru, and soon your new best friend. I've got a lot of sh- for us to talk about. So stop making excuses and let's get started because this gets real right now. All the way from the studios at Podcast One, here's John Taffer. All righty. Should I count myself down, Corey? Three, two, one. Here we go. This is my uh, No Excuses podcast. I'm John Taffer. This is number 53, our first podcast of year two. Pretty cool, don't you think, Corey? Yeah, it is. You didn't think we'd make it past the second week, did you?
1: Uh, I think I had a little more faith than that. Come
0: (laughs) on, Well, interesting week. First week of summer.
1: Yeah, it is. It's hot here in Vegas.
0: Oh, boy. It's over about 104 outside there now. But it's uh, uh, an exciting time. Summer's great for us all. People take more time off. Here's an interesting statistic. About 13% of everybody who works is on vacation for one week in July. Wow. So 13% of the workforce is gone every week in July. About 11% of the workforce is on vacation every week in August. So uh, um, starting in about 10 days, everybody's going to be starting their vacations, which is great. I know summer camp started this week. Uh, 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 a lot of uh, charitable camps and such started this week, so it's a great time of year. Always an exciting time. Before I get going, don't forget, please, we want you to hit subscribe at Apple Podcast or go to com or the podcast app, and you'll get new episodes of No Excuses every Tuesday, actually every Monday night. At about midnight, it goes out, and you get it automatically. So it being summer... I was thinking about, you know, summer things. I did a barbecue this weekend. Do you barbecue, Corey? Oh, yeah. I love barbecue. What do you cook? Uh, usually just the, the
1: original burgers, hot dogs, you know.
0: Okay, basic burger, yeah, hot basic. dog kind of guy, steak guy sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think there's nothing greater than a great hot dog on a grill. And summertime, to me, is all about hot dogs and hamburgers and doing all that stuff. So I took a little pool party yesterday, being it was Sunday. Nice. With my dogs. So swimming in my pool with my dogs, it was a blast. So we swam all day with my dogs and then we ate hot dogs after. (laughs) But it was a great day. So strange things going on. I was reading an article about uh, research now shows that smartphone usage causes bone growth in our skulls. Wow. And it's, uh, it's an Australian study, University of Queensland. I don't know. Maybe it happens below the equator, but it doesn't happen above the equator. But it gives a whole new meaning to the premise of bonehead, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. So I wonder if, if we grow bone in our head, does that mean our, our brain shrinks? I wonder. Huh. China. This is pretty heavy, actually. Ch- the China Tribunal, an independent committee investigating reports of forced organ harvesting in China. So they take people, they put them inside of concentration camps, if you will, and they harvest organs from them.
1: Wow, I actually heard about this uh, a couple of days ago.
0: It's Pretty crazy. disgusting. And uh, you wonder uh, what organs they harvest and who gets them, right? In China, they have more people than any place else. I wonder, you know, who gets those organs. I'm guessing the common people don't get them. It probably goes to all the politicians. They also identified another, uh, the most Earth-like planet ever found was discovered in space. It's the 24th closest star, (laughs) for what it's worth. And it's supposed to have the same kind of atmosphere, and they're thinking it could have light. That could be the alternative space, Corey. Could you imagine that? What do they call that when you have another? uh, Parallel personality, whatever it is. Parallel society, parallel. Well, could you imagine?
1: No, that's, that's crazy.
0: Are you a dessert guy? Oh, yeah. Okay, we got a lot of desserts going on this week for oh. our congressional actions. National Pralines Day is today. National Strawberry Parfait Day is this week. Oh. Catfish Day is this week. And National Parchment Day. I'm guessing that one's not so important anymore. How about National Onion Day? National Ice Cream Cake Day. These things are so strange. National Sunglasses Day. So National Bomb Pop Day. Those are those red, white, and blue pops. I love those suckers. And, by the way, on the 27th is National Handshake Day, Corey. So I'm really hoping that, that, out of respect, you come into the office and you shake my hand that day. All right. Sounds good. Uh, June 28th, National Logistics Day. I don't even know what the hell that is, but they're planning it. <laughs> <laughs> Get a logistics plan. Right. National Paul Bunyan Day. I guess Paul was very, very happy about that. National Insurance Awareness Day. I'm guessing State Farm maybe had something to do with that. On June 29th is National Camera Day, National Waffle Iron Day. Wow. It's not National Iron Day, Corey, and it's not National Waffle Day. It's National Waffle Iron Day. National Almond Butter Crunch Day. And on June 30th, National Meteor Watch Day, Social Media Day. That's got to be a new one. Oh. And finalizing the week, let's see if we got anything in the end that, that creates any more. ads ah, about it. National O O T D Day. I don't even know what the hell that is. Nation- oh, that
1: means uh, outfit of the day.
0: National outfit of the day day. Yeah, <laughs> but aren't you wearing an outfit of today anyway?
1: Yeah, I think it's a thing. It started on social media. Like this is the my outfit of the day.
0: But it's not. It's a. Do you wear a special outfit that day?
1: I don't know. That's a good question.
0: Because you have an outfit of the day right now. Right. I have an outfit of the day right now. Do I have to have another outfit of the day for outfit of the day day? Right. Or is this a regular outfit of the day work? I want to know. Is this a special outfit or is this a regular Because if it's a regular outfit, Corey, then it even means less than we thought it did. Right? Right. All right. We're going to have to research that. Folks, I know this is going to be very mind-boggling and very frustrating for you to wait, but we will get a ruling and we'll get an answer for you next week. Well, we just finished our third week of Marriage Rescue. Ratings are doing great. I wonder what everybody thought of the show. This was actually one of my favorite episodes last Sunday. So if you haven't had a chance to watch it, you can watch it on the Paramount app uh, uh, anytime you want. You can download it from the Paramount app anytime you want. So a fascinating rescue with a a couple and a a gay couple and uh, both couples Had such different problems. One had a fidelity problem, Corey, which has happened before in the show. But it was interesting. The other couple was a a political issue started. One was a conservative. The other was a liberal. And their politics is what got them going. And it was interesting. Uh, Both were really, really successful endings and uh, really good episodes. And I can update and tell everybody that both of them are together and doing really well. So that was a good marriage rescue episode. Well, don't forget Marriage Rescue is on this Sunday night at 10 o'clock on the Paramount Network, and it's another great episode. I'm really, really proud of the show. If you haven't seen it, make sure you do. And by the way, you don't have to pay for TV. Pluto TV is the leading free streaming television service. You can watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand, all for free. No credit card needed, no sign-up. And Pluto TV is the easy and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies. So what are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again. Pluto TV is free on all of your favorite devices. So download Pluto TV today. You know, two of my biggest fans of Marriage Rescue and Bar Rescue, and they become really good friends of me, uh, are Jenny McCarthy and Donnie Wahlberg. And we met, uh, interestingly, when I read an Us Magazine article, I don't know, Corey, maybe three, four years ago, that that Donnie and Jenny lay in bed on Sundays watching Bar Rescue marathons, and it's like their secret pleasure. Oh, wow, that's awesome. And somehow when I read that, uh, I was going to New York a few weeks later, and I got invited to do Jenny's show on Sirius Radio, her radio show, which is really fun. If you haven't heard it, you should. And uh, um, met Jenny for the first time. I've since been on her show a bunch of times and her Donnie and I have become very good friends. And they are one of my favorite couples, believe it or not, Korean America. And when I think about marriage rescue, and I think about the problems uh, uh, that people have in their marriages, think about Jenny who married Donnie Wahlberg, new kids on the block, a sex symbol. Not easy, right, Corey? I can't imagine. So she didn't exactly marry a normal guy. So she has all the problems that you'd expect. You know, is he going to be with other girls? Is he this, is he that? Because he's such a big celebrity. He's a sex icon. Then look at Donnie. Donnie marries Jenny McCarthy, a Playboy model, one of the prettiest girls in the country. And so he could, in theory, have the same thing. Then take a look at the way couples keep each other down, right? They don't let each other necessarily be successful. They, don't, they like to keep things evil. Not Donnie and Jenny. They push each other up. Jenny loves when Donnie is a bigger star, and, Jenny, and Donnie loves when Jenny's a bigger star. They're an incredible couple. I love both of them together, and I love them individually. So I'm really, really happy to have as my guest this week Jenny and Donnie both to talk about their relationship, how they met, and to try to talk about things that they don't normally talk about in the average interview. So when I come back, I'll be with Jenny McCarthy and Donnie Wilberg. Don't shut down this podcast yet. No Excuses with John Taffer continues next. Want to talk to John? Email him now at podcast at johntaffer.com. Every car comes with its share of stories that thing in your bumper when you nervously picked up a first date the luxury package you got after a big promotion or the mileage you saved by riding your bike all summer and why you can't put a price tag on your stories now with TrueCar you can at least find out what your car is worth when it's time to sell or just trade it in just go to true Car, Simply enter your license plate number and watch how your car's details pop up. Then answer a few questions: navigation, moonroof, etc. And watch as they bump up your value. High mileage? You already knew it was going to cost you, but now you know how much it dings your wallets. So you can plan ahead. And once you're finished, you'll get a true cash offer sent in minutes, which you can take to a local certified dealer to cash out or trade in. So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out TrueCar today true car cash offer not available in all states pluto tv is the leading free streaming television service you can watch over a hundred tv channels and thousands of movies on demand all for free there's no credit card needed and there's no sign up pluto tv is the easy and completely legal way to watch your favorite tv shows and hit movies so what are you waiting for never pay for tv again pluto tv is free on all of your favorite devices so download pluto tv today Taffer is back. This
2: is No Excuses with John Taffer.
0: Ah, uh, hey, Donnie. Hi. Where are you?
2: I'm in my back of my tour bus under the arena in Milwaukee.
0: Ah. Uh, you should uh, have a little yeah. German food while you're there.
2: <laughs> yeah. Probably
0: if an egg white omelet is German, I'm all in. I hear you, well, I've been <laughs> I'm looking. I'm so
3: excited for you guys to be talking right
0: now. Uh, we spoke once a couple of years ago really quick, Donnie. If you remember, you jumped on, on Jenny's serious show, and okay. we just spoke for a couple of minutes. But, you know, I've been so excited to talk to you both together. And, and uh, Donnie, I just think the two of you are an amazing couple you know and is and and watching the two of you together and knowing your story uh uh is really a blast but i got to start with just asking you a question you having fun being out with kids again um i am um
2: you know i love touring it's it's interesting you know as a um, a married man and um you know um it, how everything evolves you know in our relationship um, not to divert from the tour aspect but it's, it's actually my way to answer the question I'm having a great time I love performing um, I love acting you know I sort of look at Blue Bloods and New Kids that's sort of my, my in and my yang you know on Blue Bloods I'm an actor um, you know I'm not necessarily the boss I have, I'm a trusted part of the show and have a lot of input and stuff um, but in new kids, I'm sort of the boss, you know. I'm yep. sort of in charge creatively and have a lot more responsibility. And typically, after Blue Bloods, nine months of shooting, I'm ready for a more creative challenge, and uh, that's when the tour comes along. And after being responsible for everything for three months on tour, it's nice to go back and just be an employee. But all that said, the part that's the most challenging, and it's evolved during the course of our relationship, is um, you know it's it's just hard to be away um, from home and from Jenny. Um, My son Elijah is with me now. He's 17 and just graduated from high school, so he's with me full-time on tour whenever he finishes school, but to not um, be with my wife, you know, it's it's a challenge. We see each other as much as possible. I fly home frequently. I drove home on the bus uh, yesterday to go see her, Um, but over the course of the five years of our marriage, you know, at first it was insecurity with drive me to want to be home right? and then it would be well you know of course i miss her all the time but what the missing is has evolved over the five years and you know i was just talking to her earlier and the missing is just like the the comfort and the the love and the connection that we have you know um of course we can have it from afar but it's it's changed you know it's matured uh the there's been one constant in the last five or six years of touring is that i always want to be with jenny yeah. When I'm on the road, but it's evolved and it's matured and it's, um, gone from sort of, you know, an angst and a, um, at times, I don't know, a, a desperation to a, just, um, a want to be, um, with, you know, the, my and my partner, you know, yeah. and not be away. Um, and it's only That's gets- really the the greatest challenge. The rest of it is a joy. I love performing. I love the fans. I love... Doing what I do, there's no greater high than being on stage in front of 15,000 people like we were last night and yeah. to have them singing every word to a song. But um, there are times when getting on the bus and looking at my wife on FaceTime, just, uh, I just want to reach through the phone and,
0: and have her with me. And it's a, t- it's a challenge. Yeah, you know, I got to tell you, it doesn't get easier. Nicole and I have been together 20 years. And with oh, Bar yeah. Rescue, I'll travel 40 weeks a year. And it's, you know, wow. sometimes, and I, and I wonder if you find this, both of you, in the work that you do, sometimes the work is so so engrossing. You know, it, it so uh, uh, envelops you. Uh, and I'm guessing Blue Bloods can be that way, which, by the way, is one of my favorite shows. I think not only you, but, but I think the whole cast is fantastic. Uh, uh, I'm okay. sorry that this is the last season. I think, it's one of your swan songs. I just think that your work on that show is fantastic. But that is what I want to talk about. So so do you ever find, Donnie, that you get so immersed in your work that you start to lose connection, that you have to consciously pull it back in?
2: Um, I, in some ways, yes, but in, in other ways, no. And let me explain. I don't really feel like I lose connection with Jenny only because um, we just make a point to stay connected. It's part of the, the foundation of, of our relationship. Um, there's no, you know, I tell her a lot, like, you know, if, if I'm with, you know, uh, a, a, a leader of a country and the phone rings and it's her, I'm answering the phone, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not ignoring the call. Uh, she's number one, she's number one. That's on true. Life. He'll answer, and, he'll,
3: and, he'll answer the phone in the middle of a scene. So it's true.
2: Yeah. There's no, uh, there's, there's, so I make sure to keep the connection. I know the feeling, John, exactly what you're talking about. It, yeah. I've had it before where I get so immersed in my work and, you know, and I love that, you know, the creative high is an amazing thing. It's, um, it it can completely sweep you up. Whether yep. I'm writing songs in the studio or shooting blue bloods, when you get into that zone, it's wonderful. But I don't, I've learned to maintain that zone without compromising, um, the connection. So I, I never lose the connection. Um, I keep it close to me. Um, and, you know, my wife is, um, she's a a, a great um, counsel or advisor, if you will, you know, not, um, she doesn't try to run my career or tell me what to do, but she, you know, we talk about everything. So if I say, well, you know, I'm trying to evolve from this type of performer to this one because my son's going to be out on tour and, uh, and, you know, and I'm married now and I don't want to do, rely on the things I used to do when I was trying to be the sex symbol guy. I want to try to do something else. and we talk about it in different ideas and she, you know, she'll encourage me to just find, you'll find it, you know, trust your yeah. gift, trust your talent and, you know, and, and you'll find it. So she's always sort of part of the process now, even if she's away from it, you know, um, she's my most trusted critic and, um, and an advice person that I turn to. I mean, she's, it, she is in short what a partner is supposed to be. And I am, um, in turn, you know, finally understanding what it means to have a, a, a real partner, you know, a real yeah. life partner, real wife that um, I am, um, you know, she comes before everything. That's no, it. interesting. She has to, and it, but because she does, it frees up everything else. I'm a better parent because I'm committed to my relationship first. You know, I'm a better employee. I'm a better entertainer. I'm better at everything I do because, um i'm not short-shifting the most important relationship of my life i'm placing it where it needs to be it comes first and everything else flows so, from that and so you found some it
0: might sound, go you, ahead, I'm sorry. you found some real clarity in this did you have this kind of clarity in past relationships in your life or does this come with maturity you think donnie
2: it it came probably a lot from therapy and maturity and you know and having had a marriage before that didn't work Um, there were other factors why it didn't work it wasn't just because I didn't put it first or whatever but you know I never I never understood you know that you you know know, everyone says my kids come first my kids come first well they do come first but if they come before your partner then you're gonna have problems in your marriage and you and your partner like Jenny and I have three sons together I have my two sons and her son and it's our responsibility to show them what a loving, healthy relationship looks like. It's our responsibility to show them what that that their their wife comes first or their husband should they go that route in their life. Whatever it is, their relationship has to come first. And the stronger our foundation is as a couple, the better everything's gonna be for the children. And and we it actually makes us better parents. A lot of people think it's bad to put your couple first that you know it, it sounds taboo to even say that to most people but I just think That's of it as the sense. oxygen mask on the airplane when those masks fall down they don't tell you to put the kids on first yep. you can't help the kid if you're don't have oxygen going to your brain you have to help you first so of course Jenny and we've all we've also individually let me,
3: and I do want to jump yeah. in to say something no, because go ahead. we witnessed it we witnessed it with our kids like you know, when you have a blended family, we're both in our forties, and we've got so we our kids were teenagers when they had to meet yeah. and join in. And what kind of teenagers want a brother? You know. Yep. And we we said, you know what? We're going to keep each other. Like Donnie said, we are first. We're going to love each other. We're going to show them what love looks like. What respect looks like in a loving relationship. it's interesting, paper, you would have been like. There's no way that these kids are going to work. Or this is blended family. It turned out to be incredible.
0: So, Love. so, but you involved Evan so much in a marriage and, and you really brought the kids into it. And, and it, it was a very purposeful and deliberate approach that the two of you took when you first got married to, to fuse the families, right? Um, yeah,
3: we definitely had our first year. We had a year of because I was in New York and I had to do the view. And so I wasn't sure how that was going to work out. And I was pretty much right about it. So Evan was still in Chicago. So Donnie and I got to kind of have this getting to know each other, um, getting to work out any kind of path. You know, when you get in a relationship, you're going to project old relationships into your current one. We had to go through that process. We re- but we went into it holding hands, looking forward, and saying, we're going to do this together. Yeah. We're not going anywhere. And we dove in and we did the work, John. I mean, we did real work. And once we had that foundation, we looked at each other and said, let's do this forever and now bring our kids in.
0: And it's interesting. So it my, definitely
3: involves
0: it- it- in my first marriage, Donnie, and, and I was that protective guy. I had the brick walls all around me, right? Tough guy. never let mm-hmm. anybody in, right? That young ego that we yeah. have. And, and you being yeah. a, a, a star at such a young age was even greater. You know, and then the second time around, I learned to just let that, that bullshit down, let those walls down and truly open myself, right? And that's scary, Donnie, to do. Uh, uh, and when you think about the fact that the two of you were sex stars when you met, the two of you were both enviable when you met and, and, you know, one would assume there's a lot of ego, there's a lot of brick walls, there's a lot of chest pounding, et cetera, in this relationship. Uh, uh, <laughs> it, was it ever that way? Um, or did you open up right me, away, Dottie? I, no, I didn't open up right away. I
2: tried to, um, I thought I was, but what I thought was opening up was, you know, light years away from truly giving my heart, you know, um. Yeah. And and again, like you said, you become successful at a young age, and you have that, that ego and all that stuff. None of it's helpful in in the wall building. It's like I I wrote uh, like a chapter in a book uh, and <laughs> sent it to Jenny about how like I lived in a in a, a castle you know up in the tower with a moat around it and i you know i think i'm a pretty open loving guy and you know but in truth i'm up there you know no one can cross the moat no one can really get to the real me i'm not going to let you see my vulnerabilities because i'm supposed to know all the answers i'm the successful guy in my family and i'm you know, yep. and, um, and every relationship I've been in, you know, everyone, like the, the parents of the girl would sort of be like, oh, my God, it's Donnie. You know, it's like yep. I sort of had a path to not have to ever let my guard down. Um, and in this relationship, no, we we didn't fight over ego stuff. We we just had to learn really the most basic things about ourselves individually. I think that was the big thing. And that freed us. Yes. Up to to, to love each other, you know, unconditionally. Um, so for example, like, um, when you come from bad past relationships, you know, you bring that stuff into the relationship and we don't realize when something's happening, what's happening. So for example, this is a very basic thing, but I would walk into a room and Jenny would, uh,
3: this is a great you know, example. on the
2: phone and she put her phone down. She put her phone down immediately. And to me, in my experience, that's shady. That's like very suspect behavior. Like, Uh, why can't you be on your phone in front of me? Who are you talking to? Why are you texting? What are you doing? And as you said, she is a desirable woman, you know, and, and, you know, um, she's had a lot of relationships in her life. I've had a lot of mine. So, and I've also been the guy doing bad stuff on the phone, you know? So I know like when she put the phone on, I'm like, oh boy, now in a typical relationship where there wasn't um where sort of there was an imbalance where i was sort of a celebrity and the mm-hmm. other person was like you know a nine to five person mm-hmm. i would already be held in a higher place so i could just demand the phone or i could just say what are you doing You know, like don't be texted people i could just yep. be a child but with jenny she was a, a woman and she was very mature and was bringing a lot to the table so i assumed you know she knew what that looked like to me but what i didn't know is she had her own baggage and her own trauma and so i couldn't just say what are you doing and i didn't want to like make her think like i was really childish and i could feel in some ways that struggle am i being childish and insecure right now or yeah. am i right is there is my is, is this a red flag i should be worried about because she keeps putting her phone down and she's got to be doing something not cool yeah So I was wrestling with that, but I couldn't just treat it the way I would treat it in a past relationship because this was... uh, But you know what?
3: I have um, to add in the other side of it too, because it's so poignant and this will help so many people understand how important communication is. So while Donnie's experiencing those feelings of like, what the hell? Like every time I walk in the room, she's putting her phone down quickly. What I didn't tell him, because I really wasn't a vulnerable person before I met Donnie, um, was that I got... I, I had had a relationship that was so controlling, almost to the point I would say abusive, where I had to surrender my phone when I walked in the door. I had There was a phone casket by the front door. I couldn't be on my phone. If I ever got it out to sneak it out to, like, tweet, hell would be, I, it would just be, like, the worst thing you could ever do. So I had trauma. I had trauma of, oh, my God, someone's going to be very angry if they see me on my phone at home.
2: Wow. And
3: I never shared that with Donnie. So you can imagine the lens that he has from of his course, experiences, the course. lens that I have. And it wasn't until, you know, we start communicating, even therapy, it's like, oh my God, if we just opened up, how many couples would have just blown up over that? Yes. Instead of going to that next level. And to me, that's called intimacy. That, that's that next level yeah. that you want to reach in a relationship.
0: You know, Donnie, on, on yeah, the... On the first marriage right. rescue, a couple didn't trust each other, uh, and I looked at him. I said, "Give her your telephone passcode." I don't know if you had a chance to see it, and uh, man, did. the sweat beads you know formed on his forehead. And and uh, but I started by saying, "Are you prepared to do anything to make your marriage better?" He said, "Yes." I said, "Great, give her your password." A- and uh, you know, she thought he was texting, but there was nothing on the phone. He passed the clean test, and you know, it, it was a powerful thing. Nicole and I have had each other's passwords for years, not because of trust. Just for convenience, you know it's easy if we need to get in each other's stuff for some reason. But I find yep. it interesting how it's tough to let those barriers down. And you'll so, be
2: surprised when you get the pass; you don't want to use it. Yeah. When when when, yeah. when Jenny and I
0: have each other's passcodes, but we don't look at each
2: other's phones. There's no reason interest, to. I feel like I was violating her trust. Right. Like she, gave, she trusted me with this password. That yeah. doesn't mean I should be rummaging through her phone looking for crap. You know, it actually intensifies the trust when you just surrender to it and then you, don't, you no longer want to go through the
0: phone. <laughs> and it feels good, though. It feels amazing cool. to have that level of openness in, in, in your marriage. And you think about you know, the yeah, previous too. relationships we had in our lives when we didn't do that stuff. Uh, uh, shame on us uh, uh, for, for ripping ourselves off in, in those kind of ways. Jenny, was it hard for you to know? You, you've, you've obviously had relationships with other celebrities in your life. But Donnie was a you know, bona fide sex star. Did that make it different for you, or sexual image uh, uh, that he had, an idol? Did that make I'm it blushing? I'm blushing. Well, right I'm just <laughs> curious. Did it did it make it different for you uh, in gaining trust and understanding his intentions? And was that a barrier to those kind of feelings at times?
3: Not at all. Not at all. Probably. Um, I was. I I did a lot of like a uh, self improvement spiritual workshops for a year before I met Donnie and I kind of got into a place of like okay he's super hot bonus and then (laughs) um I that's the part of the sex symbol that I loved I'm like oh my god this guy's so gorgeous he's on top of me I love it and you know with any kind of relationship it's it's a bonus only it's only a bonus I wasn't ever worried that he was going to go off and do anything crazy. I do. If you've ever seen Donnie in concert, anyone listening knows he makes every single person in that arena feel like he came there for them. He, everyone thinks he makes eye contact with them. The way he like sends out love is out of gratitude more than sex. And I understood that and I still understand it. So I think from that aspect, it's okay. It's, it's okay. Am I a human being where sometimes I'm like, okay, that chick just grabbed your butt and I didn't really like that. Yes, of course. Of course. But I trust him with every cell in my body.
0: What about so kissing really scenes? <laughs> How do kissing scenes work out for you guys? Well, Donnie, have you ever had one? Story. I'm trying to think.
2: <laughs> I've only had, the only kissing scenes I had were sort of minor kissing scenes on Blue Bloods uh, with Amy Carlson, who, um, you know, that that relationship sort of preceded this. And that's, you know, it's a family show. It's not Mm -hmm. like there's any, like, major love scenes or anything. But I'll tell you a funny story, and I don't think I've ever shared this with anyone. But um, when Jenny and I first started dating, I was getting ready to go on tour. And we 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 were touring, and so she would come out to see some of the concerts. And in this particular tour, I would kiss a fan. Um, Now, I would predetermine which fan it was um, because the fans in the front row we would meet before the show, and I would just say, you know, I'd say, okay, you know, I might know one of them. They might have come to a bunch of shows. It might be someone friendly, but never anyone intimate or anyone I was interested in. Mm -hmm. Um, But. Um, you know, I would say, okay, I'd pick someone who's like a loyal fan or someone unexpected. Like I would pick, you know, the, not the gorgeous model looking girl in the front row. I'd pick, you know, the big girl with the glasses in the front row who nobody would expect to get a kiss. You know, um, I would sort of like want them to feel special and beautiful. But regardless, Jenny would come to some shows and, um, you know, she'd watch me sort of kiss these girls every night and these are like long you know 20 second kisses during the middle of a song and the crowd's going crazy and i'm you know going over the top of it and falling down on the stage and you know acting like oh my god this kiss is the greatest thing it was a bolt. fun moment in the show fun moment in the yep. show but he watched it every night and we're just getting to know each other and i you know again i'd come from being sort of the breadwinner in every relationship and yeah being the power source in every relationship, I guess, for lack of a better phrase. Um, So now, during that tour, she was deciding to do the Jenny McCarthy talk show or The View. Um, We were getting to know each other. I think part of her decision was coming to New York because I lived in New York shooting blue butts and we wanted to try to give the relationship a real go. So I think that might have factored into her taking The View. Um, But, like, the first episode of The View she had on as a guest, her first appearance, I'm like, this was an, an adjustment. I've never dated a celebrity. Now I'm like a guest on her show. i my like yeah. her credibility, blah, 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 but whatever. Cut to the third show. There's a man on there who'd never been kissed in his life. Like a young man, I don't know, 30, 40 years old. He'd never kissed a girl in his entire life. And I'm watching the show. I'm at home and I'm like, yeah, I'm supporting my girl. You know, I'm watching her show. This is really cool. And all of a sudden she decides she's the one that's going to kiss him. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) And the tables were totally flipped on me. And, you know, and then I'm like, well, how do I approach this with her? And how do I talk about this with her? Because, you know, she told me about the show. She's like, yeah, it was fun. And we did this, we did that. She left out the kiss part. And I'm like, wait a minute. Now I feel like this is a deception and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And, you know, it's going to come out when you have those thoughts and those feelings. It's going to come out either in a healthy conversation, which we've learned to do, or it's going to come out passive aggressively and, in in gaslight the relationship. Yeah. Right. So I think at that time I tried to make it come out healthy, whatever the case, it really put us in a spot where it was like, I had to look at myself. I'd been used to saying, well, I'm in the boy band and I'm on stage and I'm supposed to be sexual and I'm supposed to be this and that. But now I had someone who was an equal to me who could say, well how come you're doing it but i'm not supposed to do it and i realized well if i don't want her to do it then i have to adjust what i do you know then that's something that i have to stop doing and i had to you know and and i used to i was used to just being able to say well i'm the guy in the band, and. You know, I pay all the bills and da 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 da. How many it's times? No what I do to make my band successful?
0: How many times as guys who we say, "Well, guys can do that, but girls can't"? <laughs> we actually grow up thinking those things when we're younger. That's actually a big moment, though, Donnie, when you realize that. It, and if it's acceptable it for you, then it has to be acceptable for her. But it didn't feel that way. So your head is telling That's you one true. thing, but your heart's telling you another.
2: My ego was telling me all types. Stuff. and my heart was telling me this is the woman for you figure it out you know figure it out do what it takes to make it work and through all these things the, the phone situation the kissing people in public situation and on stage situation um what happens John and what happened I think for both of us is for example going back to the phone just for a second and excuse in the context of the kiss but I walk in the room think she's doing something bad In truth, she's putting the phone down, doing something good, out of respect, right? Not get me upset, right? Out of respect. But what happens is, if we don't deal with what's going on inside of each of us, you know, um, so her. But her idea of respect is, let me put the phone down so it doesn't get thrown out the window. Yeah. You know, I don't want my man to get mad at me and smash my phone to pieces and throw it out the window and yell at me, right? right? So, I have no idea that she's suffering in that moment that she's living past trauma when I walk in the room she's afraid of what could happen. And she has no idea what my past trauma is that I had somebody sneaking around behind my back on the phone, texting a guy six months before I met her, you know? So we don't know. And the irony is if we talk about it and work on it, um, together, you learn that we each have to work on it individually too. I had to go heal those scars from my life, from my yep. childhood, my parents divorce, from all these yep. things. So yep. I stopped walking in the room, feeling some kind of way if she is on the phone. Because yeah. so the truth is, if she put it down or not, I still would have felt something.
0: Amazing. And the truth
2: is she's still bringing her past stuff. So we have to heal individually and collectively. And the thing is, if you don't heal, if you don't do the work, you will manifest your worst fears. I'm going to walk in the room So many times and get annoyed with her and give her the silent treatment because she put her phone down that eventually she's going to be so unhappy with the relationship she might seek comfort somewhere else. Uh, Of something as
0: stupid as that. Well, she will seek it someplace else if she doesn't get it from you. That's That's human nature.
2: We we manifest those fears that live in us if we don't confront them and heal them.
0: Yeah. You know, when I met Jenny, uh, uh, Jenny wears her heart on her sleeve. You know that, Donnie. Right. She's Mm -hmm. incredibly open, incredibly loving and incredibly warm. Jenny's quick to hug somebody. Right, Jen? You're quick to give somebody a kiss uh, on the cheek. And you're just a very open and and naturally affectionate type of a person. Well, next week, we'll have the rest of my interview with Jenny and Donnie. But right now, it's my favorite part of the show. Audience call-ins. Don't shut down this podcast yet. No Excuses with John Taffer continues next. Prepare to get stunned. The Steve Austin Show is back and better than ever. And I've been kicking his ass, kicked out of the pile driver. you, it's time to go home.
2: With new exciting episodes featuring tales from his new life, unbelievable past interviews, and talks to pro wrestling pals, you name it, Steve's on it. You're a hell of a damn wrestler. Download new episodes of The Steve Austin Show every week on Apple Podcasts and
1: Podcast One. All right, John, new week and new callers. Let's Shut it. Shut it down. First up, we have Kayla.
0: Hi, Kayla. Hi, how are you? Good. Nice to talk to you. Me
3: yeah. too. First of all, I just want to say that um, I love your shows. I love watching you.
0: Oh, thank you. It's very kind of you. It's funny. I just finished <laughs> my 183rd episode of Bar Rescue, Kayla. I, I always thought I'd do a pilot and go home. I never thought it would last so long. So it's. I'm
2: glad that it did.
0: Ah, thank you. It's very nice of you to say. It's been a heck of a ride. (laughs) So you had a question for me. Have I ever rescued a TV show bar? Yes. So so you you're Um, you're referring to like uh, name some shows.
4: Well, I was thinking specifically "Always Sunny in Philadelphia."
3: I don't know if you're familiar with it.
0: I am. It's a great show, actually. So It is. So for years, people have posted online, you should rescue the bars, And, you know, we actually had some notes going back and forth between production and I, but it just never came to pass. But there is one television bar that I did rescue. And uh, some people oh, really? might not have seen it because it was for a premium cable channel. But have you <clears throat> ever watched the Showtime television show, Shameless?
3: I have heard of it. I never saw it. So I've I
0: heard of it. I did do a special webinar episode of Shameless where I did rescue the alibi in the show, or tried to, I should say, rescue the alibi in the show Shameless. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to repost that clip, Corey, on my Facebook page uh, today so that you can see it. You'll get a kick out of it. And the rescue didn't wow, go so yeah, well, by the awesome. way, Kayla. The rescue didn't go so well. I sort of uh, uh, left by gunpoint. <laughs> <laughs> But it was really funny. I'm going to send another note to, to the Sonny and Philadelphia team. You should post it online, and maybe we'll do it one day. Shut
3: it awesome. Down. I'd love to see
0: it. Well, take care, Kayla. Nice to talk to you. Shut
3: it
0: down. All righty. All right, John. This is Archie. Hey, Archie. How are you, man?
4: I'm doing good, John. How are you doing?
0: Good. So I hear you're trying to plan an event. Tell me about it.
4: Right, well, um, I have a company wrestling behind Wingside, and mm-hmm. I'm finally at a level... Uh, comfortable enough to build a event uh, and take that next step with the company. Uh, And it's going to be a fan fest type event. So I've got some bookings uh, for some wrestlers that are going to come down and do uh, autograph signings and photo Mm -hmm. ops.
0: Nice. Uh, Do they have... and they all each of them have a social media following, right? Yes, yes. Um the, there's two wrestlers that have been officially announced
4: out, which is Delta the Patriot Wilkes and Paul Roma. I not sure if you know who they are, but um uh, they are a couple of legends in the business. Mhm. Um I I can't say who else I have booked or working on booking because uh, contractual agreements. I got mean.
0: you. So what are you going to do with the event? So so when I come to the event, I'm going to obviously see see the wrestlers. I can get their autographs, maybe take a picture with them. What else is going on?
4: Um, I am planning on booking a live band to have music. So there's going to be a band there.
0: Okay. Any food?
4: Uh, I have came up with an idea for to, to kind of help fund the event of uh, the vendors actually buying their spots at $300. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they get to keep the money that they make off the food and drinks.
0: Mm-hmm. So they pay for a, 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 like a, a food truck could uh, pay for a spot there, and that money would go yeah. to charity. Well, not only that then if 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 it 's going to charity, you should be able to give them a receipt, and that should be able to be a write off for them, so in theory, it would be almost free if they get the tax write off so Correct. So, how are you marketing this event aren't you
4: um, right now it 's just been through the website and Twitter and Facebook is how i 've been able to market
0: but how do um, how do people find so. your website?
4: Um, they can go
0: to com. But if, but if I'm in your town and, and uh, uh, you're in Louisiana and I want to come to your event, how would I learn, how would I find your site? How would I know about you? So here's where I'm going. On social media, okay. there's a whole bunch of, uh, of wrestlers and fan communities for wrestling online, right? Are you connecting with those? Have you done your homework? Do you know, for example, what are the top 10 or 20 Twitter accounts? What are the top 10 Facebook accounts for wrestlers and people in that space? Do you know who those are?
4: On Twitter, I do not. But on Facebook, I do follow a bunch of wrestling groups, such as Independent Wrestling. uh, uh,
0: So, So here's my point. You have, like to, that, so. you have to grow your online audience to grow your physical audience. So it sure. starts by that. If nobody sees your posts and there's not enough followers on Twitter and stuff for you, it doesn't do you good. So you need to, A, connect on the social media channels with the wrestlers you've already booked. You should be connecting with them using their handles, posting on their pages to get their fans to come to your show. That's really, really important. I would also consider some type of a fun stunt or something that you can do. For example, and, and and this nothing is original here, but I'd come up with an idea. Can you do the first ever wrestler's hot dog eating contest? Could you do the first ever wrestler's cake fight? Could you do the first ever WW wrestling pie fight? Is there something that you can do to create a novelty around the event? Something that I don't want to miss. Getting an autograph of the wrestler is great. The band is great, but what's going to happen there that's really special that I don't want to miss? you got to come up with that for two reasons. One, it gives people a reason to come because you're doing something silly, you're doing something funny, you're doing something, you know, dunk the wrestler in the tank. Whatever it is, you're doing something that creates a novelty to the event. But even more important, everybody will take a picture of that, and they will all post it on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It will go on social media, and if you can create that type of a moment, now you're on a roll for next year. And you need to create something. Just saying I have an event and I'm going to have wrestlers come sign and I might have a band, Archie, that's not enough. People are not going to drive 30, 40 miles for that. You need something going on there that's really fun. Get a carnival dunking tank. Come dunk your favorite wrestler, right? If you dunk him, uh, uh, we give a $100 to the Cancer Society or to Children's Cancer. Come up with some novelty. Make the event special so people want to come yeah. and then promote it that way. And, and uh, uh, keep in mind one thing, and the wrestlers will tell you this themselves. If you want to build an event and have it rely 100% on their celebrity and their ability to bring people there, they're going to tell you don't do it. They're going to tell you that it takes more than that to fill, to fill the venue. So try, yeah. that, try that approach. I, and come, I've been told that. Yep, yeah, come up with uh, that. I've
4: actually been told that um, I do know one of the things that I have come up with is called a leapfrog pass. And that is? Um, and it's going to be a pass that allows the fan to jump in front of two lines so because there'll be a lot of wrestlers if there's two wrestlers that they 100 percent want to meet and don't want to wait on they can buy this pass get right up to the front of the line
0: well that's great but it's still not going to get hundreds of people to come you still need that event no no you still need that event i
4: know I know that the uh, money for that path is going to be going directly to the two charities, Connors Cure for Cancer and the American Blind Foundation.
0: Well, that's terrific. Well, that's terrific. Well, I yeah. wish you luck, buddy. Uh, connect to those, all those wrestlers' social media channels. Come up with that fun event and, and just work it, work it, work it, work it. And one last point, Archie it doesn't happen in one year. The start is never great. you got to build it year after year after year. And after a few years, you watch, buddy. It'll start to take off if you give people a good time. Good luck, Arch. I right, Thank you. Take care. Listen, I'd really love it if you'd be on the show. You can challenge me, argue with me, disagree with me, agree with me, whatever you like. But the more challenging, the better. Just send an email to podcast at Johntafford.com podcast at johntaffer.com Corey will open those emails he'll set it up with you and then you and I will talk on a podcast and we'll have some fun and by the way while you're at it don't forget to hit subscribe at apple Podcasts or go to podcast.com or the podcast one app and you will get your new episodes every Tuesday want to talk to John email him now at podcast at johntaffer.com well, that does it for this week. Don't forget, hit subscribe at Apple Podcasts. Go to podcast1.com or the Podcast One app, and you'll get your new episodes every Tuesday. Keep your eyes out in Walmart stores. Taffy Mixologist is hitting all Walmarts the next two weeks. so It'll start to be in all stores nationally. I guarantee you it's the best cocktail mixer you've ever had. Don't forget Marriage Rescue this Sunday on the Paramount Network at 10 o'clock. And we'll have the rest of my Donnie and Jenny interview next week. I'll talk to you then. Bye-bye.